you are listening to the Fairy Podmothers. I'm Stephanie, and I'm joined by Amber and Rachel this week. Uh, ladies, are you enjoying the warmer weather? Definitely. I am ready for summer. Oh, I'm loving it. It's It can't make up its mind what it wants to do. Some days it's 30 degrees and some days it's 75, but it's really green and pretty, so I'll take it. I feel like Ohio changes by the hour. And it was really warm earlier today. And then now it's chilly again. Yeah. This is what they call the spring of deception for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Can't seem to make up its mind, but we'll yeah. take it over winter. Yes, absolutely. I can't, I cannot wait. And I, everybody always says, I can't wait to complain about the heat. And I'm like, I don't ever complain about the heat. Never. It could be cold. <laughs> yeah. All right. So as April comes to a close, we would be remiss if we did, didn't belatedly honor Earth Day with a discussion about Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Um, Animal Kingdom first opened its gate on Earth Day, April 22nd, 1998. The theme of the park is awareness of our natural environment and animal conservation. It's the largest of the four parks at Walt Disney World at 580 acres. This also makes it the largest theme park in the world. Um, while the inspiration for the park was, of course, Walt Disney himself, uh, he was a pioneer in the philosophy of environmentalism and conservation. Joe Rohde was the brainchild behind Animal Kingdom. Um, the park features seven areas, including Oasis, Discovery Island, Pandora, Africa, Asia, Dinoland USA, and Rafiki's Planet Watch. As of 2019, it was the third most visited park at Walt Disney World, but I'm going to venture a sad guess that Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge have changed this. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would <think> you're right. <laughs> yep. And in 2019, it was the sixth most visited theme park in the world. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so this episode, we're going to be talking about a few of our favorite things at Animal Kingdom. We are going to be highlighting some aspects of this beloved park that we have not yet talked about. So please don't skip this episode thinking it's just going to be another episode about Flight of Passage and the Pineapple Olympia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these things are random, and at least in my case, in no particular order. Just some things that we wanted to highlight to showcase that this park is so much more than just a zoo. Amber, did you want to get us started? Sure. Um, my kids really like doing the wilderness explorers activity that they have at Animal Kingdom. So they'll, the cast members will give them a little book. It's totally free. Um, and there's little stations throughout the park. So when they visit the stations, there's a wilderness guide who will teach them something about the animals that are right there. And they collect stickers from all the guides that they visit. And if they fill their book. Um, I think there's like a prize if they fill their whole book up. So it's really fun. Um, I honestly didn't think my kids would be into it. I thought they would want to do the rides and, you know, see the actual animals. But no, they wanted to wait in line behind all these kids and talk to the wilderness explorer. <laughs> so we've never actually officially completed it. Like we get the books every time that we go. But then my kids are a, a weird mixture of they want to stand in line for the guides, but they don't want to follow the map particularly. So they just like, they'll have random stickers throughout their book. They never finish the whole thing. My kid's favorite is the one at Rafiki's Planet Watch. There's a little station that's a, a tiny little 
green space and there's different animals hidden like in the trees and in the bushes and in the on the ground and they have to like circle like a little scavenger hunt go find all the little animals they're not real animals in that one place so um that's fun to watch and sometimes from trip to trip we've noticed some of the animals move so if you go a, a good bit like we do don't think they're all going to be in the same place every time we have sadly never done this. And I think about it every time we go that we should do it. And then we get completely sidetracked and skip it. So I feel like one of these times we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And you go enough. I mean, you go a couple times a year. If you don't fill the whole book in one day, you can save it. And next time you go do the rest. For sure. It's a cool thing to do. All right, I'm going to go ahead and throw one of mine out there. And it is the animation experience at Conservation Station. So you have to take the train, you know, over to Rafiki's Planet Watch where this is located. But if you like art or you like drawing, which my family is pretty crafty and creative, we like to go and participate in this. It's a 25 minute class, it's free. You basically get taught how to draw how to draw a Disney character. And last time we went, we drew Bruce from Finding Nemo. So we learned how to draw a shark in an animation style. And it's really cool because you kind of let your creativity shine. It doesn't matter if you're a pro. You usually walk out of there with something that resembles the uh, you know character that you were trying to draw. And it's just a really fun and different thing to do. And it's an air conditioning, which I always enjoy. Now they have something like this at Art of Animation. I wonder if it's kind of the same thing. Have, have either of you done the one at Art of Animation? No, um, I haven't. Huh, I wonder Maybe. if it's the same thing. I feel like the one at Art, and I could be wrong about this. I feel like you have to pay for that one, but maybe I'm wrong. This one is free, which I really like. I, I, I'm pretty sure the one at Art of Animation was free because we did it while we were waiting for uh, Magical Express. Um, but I, now that I, I didn't know what the animation experience was over there. And so, especially if we're not staying at Art, that would be a lot of fun because that was, that was something that we really enjoyed. Um, we did Dory actually mm -hmm. Cute. when we did ours. I did the one when it was at Hollywood Studios, but I know that one's no longer there. I like stuff like that. It's just different. It's, it changes it up. I don't want to ride dinosaurs, so it's a good alternative to riding dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, I am so with you there. <laughs> so, you know, it's just something else to, to do. So for my first one, um, I'm going with food and we've all smelled it. It's the street corn from the Harambe fruit market cart. So not the Harambe market restaurant, but the cart that's right outside of the queue for the entrance to the safari. Um, so it's a whole ear of corn. It's grilled, dipped in butter, and then they put a curry seasoning over it. It's so good. It's, it's definitely more on the adventurous side. If you can't, you know, there's a little bit of spice to it, but it's portable. You can walk around with it when we can walk around eating food again. Um, and if you're inclined, it's shareable. If not, it's just an ear of corn. Um, 
But yeah, that such a good snack. And I believe it is a snack credit. I can't remember if it is or not now. Have either of you had it? I have not. Usually if it's the same place I'm thinking of, um, they usually have fruits and things. Is that mm -hmm. the same place? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're usually there in the morning time because we like to ride the safari in the morning when the animals are a little bit more active. So I wonder if they change out the food during the day from breakfasty and fruity type things to the corn later in the day. I usually like to go in the afternoon to um, see some of the shows that are in that Harambe Square. And so that's a good time to, you can, I mean, you can smell it almost as soon as you cross over the bridge. Yeah. I'm not as healthy in my snack choices. So I'll <laughs> leave with you with that. Rachel, <laughs> it's dipped in butter. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. I like a lot of sugar in my snack okay. choices. There we go. <laughs> In actuality, you're the most healthy eater of us all. Uh, probably. <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> I like my dessert. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but it does smell so good. I have smelled it before. Awesome. All right. Is it my turn next? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the affection section. Um, there's a you have to take a train to get there. So you have to ride the train to Rafiki's Planet Watch. And there's a little petting zoo area and they have mostly goats, um, but there's also some other animals like some cows and bulls that are over there. And it's a fun little petting area. They pass out brushes to the kids. My kids love to go in here, get a brush, brush the goats, take a selfie with the goats. Um, they're super fun. And also they have cast members in that area who will talk to the kids about the animals and how they keep them healthy. And my son is actually interested in going, I mean, he's eight, so he's 10. So this will change a million times before he's a grown up. But right now he thinks he wants to be a vet. So last time we were there, we were asking one of the cast members there like, hey, what did you have to do to get this job? What do you do? And so, and they took the time to talk to him and that was really cool and answer all of his questions. Yeah, they're awesome over there. They really add a little bit of magic with their insights and interacting with the kids. They mm -hmm. also, the enrichment toys that they give to the animals, it's really neat to see the animals kind of problem solve because a lot of them are like puzzle toys where they have to move it around to get the the treat to come out and so it's really neat just to watch their brains work and i don't know if this is in the official book because it, it doesn't happen all the time but it is a good spot to sometimes catch a hidden mickey because they will occasionally shear mickey's head into one of the sheep i think we've seen mm. that two or three times that's cool all right i'm gonna take the next one and i'm gonna kind of embrace my weirdness here. I like all of the unique characters at Animal Kingdom. I've seen some really different ones in this park compared to some of the other parks. And some that I want to name would be, well, Pocahontas isn't weird. She's a princess. She's awesome. But she has her sidekick, Nico. You're going to see the DuckTales characters there, which is pretty different. And for us 80s people, you know, 80s kids, we like that. Um, I don't know if your kids will know who that is, but they might think they're cute. 
<laughs> the up characters are located in Animal Kingdom. We've seen Timon and Rafiki. We've seen the Jungle Book characters, um, Louie and I don't remember. Oh, Baloo. Yeah. So there's been like a bunch of different characters you don't see everywhere else. And you know what other very popular character that is there, a duo of characters that I don't think you can get pictures with these two anywhere else on property, Mickey and Minnie are together in the Adventure Outpost. So you can take your picture with them. Is that one of the only times that they're, that you can get a picture with them together? I think so, because everywhere, mm. every other park. Yeah, they're solo. Yeah. Oh, and that's a good point. I love their Christmas outfits. If you go during November, December, um, that's we've made that our Christmas cards before our pictures with Mickey and Minnie and the Adventure Outpost. Oh, that's. Cute. I also love Chip and Dale in their dinosaur costumes. Yeah, I just think they're adorable. <laughs> I know they they've had they have had Tarzan out. But I think they had to stop bringing him out because <laughs> he only wears a loincloth and people apparently couldn't control themselves. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Tarzan. Come on. Are Scrooge uh, McDuck and um, Launchpad still back there? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's kind of they did bring back DuckTales. It's on, um, it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, David Tennant actually voices... Scrooge, I think. I, I've never actually watched it, but I know that they did bring it back and that David Tennant actually voices one of the characters. They've mm-hmm. got some fun photo ops too for those DuckTales characters, like the backgrounds mm-hmm. are kind of weird. I love I like that. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the next one. And this one has always been really important to me. It's something that we donate to every time that we go. And it's um, a donation that we regularly make, even if we're not going to the parks. Um, but the Disney Conservation Fund, you can find a lot of information about that. You can buy pins where the proceeds from the pins go to the Disney Conservation Fund. And what I like is that there's there's actual tangible things that they're doing with this. So one of my favorites, I think I briefly mentioned it, but the Elephants and Bees Project, um, they worked with Dr. Lucy King, and this was actually part of her PhD research and they found that elephants in Kenya were destroying farms as the population of humans increases elephants have fewer places to go so they were destroying their farms trying to find food or just trying to walk through to get to you know other places and so they discovered that the elephants are afraid of bees and they will run away from the sound of a beehive Um, the bees sting them and then the bee, like then multiple bees sting them. They release a pheromone that brings just the whole hive over and they tend to sting around the eyes and behind the ears. And that's really uncomfortable. So um, when they hear a hive of bees, the matriarch runs away and then they, the entire herd runs with her. And so Disney actually funded the, um, the beehives that they use as a fence. So rather than having to put up a whole bunch of wires or electrical, you know, contraptions, they just have beehives and that keeps the elephants away. The farmers get to keep their crops. Um, they have increased the diversity of the crops that the farmers have. That way the bees stay active and stay there. And then the farmers also get to, um, make money 
from the honey that they collect from the beehives. And um, Dr. Lucy King did do a TED talk and it was at a TED women conference. And so they are really targeting women farmers in Kenya and Eastern Africa. So it's just a really great project and you get to really see where the money from the conservation fund goes. Um, I would really recommend watching her TED talk. It's about 13 minutes. And then um, the conservation fund has collaborated with over 44 partners to assist in protecting lions. And they are also working on major projects in the Caribbean and Western Africa to protect sea turtles. And if you go on the Disney Conservation Fund website, they have a map of where the funds are going and what projects they're working on. And there's dozens, if not hundreds of projects. That's awesome. I, I love the fact that they are proactive in not just being a place for entertainment, but also to for conservation and protecting the animals that they have. Yeah, they're not only walking, the, they're talking the talk and walking the walk. I like that a lot. And I think that the elephants um, on the safari were actually part of the research project because I think they were also trying to find creative ways to keep the elephants where the elephants should be. That way they're not stampeding over other animals. So I think mm -hmm. that there are strategically placed beehives in Animal Kingdom to help <laughs> contain the elephants. That's cool. It's, it's neat. I, I learned about it first on the safari. So the safari really is not just a ride. You can learn a lot. Mm -hmm. and it's interesting stuff. Yeah. All right. So another show that I really like at Animal Kingdom is called Feathered Friends in Flight. And this used to be called the Up Bird Show. And before that, it was Flights of Wonder. It sounds like it's having a bit of an identity crisis. <laughs> but um, this show is really cute. It's um, it's a smaller stage, so you're not there with thousands of people. You're there with maybe a couple hundred, so it's a little more intimate of a show, and the um, cast members come out on stage. They tell you about the different birds that they have, how they care for them, um, all kinds of interesting tidbits the birds are flying overhead. So that's really cool. And also they get some audience participation. So you never know if you want, if you want to be part of a show, you might have a chance on that one. Have y'all seen it? What did y'all think? I saw it when it was Flights of Wonder um, and they had me hold up a dollar bill and the bird grabbed it and then brought it back to me. <laughs> are they still doing that? <laughs> this was back they in 2010. That. Yeah, they're still doing that, I think. <laughs> I loved it. That was, it was so much fun. I love that show. It's super relaxing and the theater's really pretty that it's in. And like you said, Amber, it's not stuffed with people. So I kind of like that one as a low key option. And the birds are gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, they are. It's one of those things too, where it's sneaking in educational stuff and the kids don't realize it. So they're getting some, you know, cool facts out of it. So it makes you feel better about taking them out of school. I was just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say that I, I actually had one year, my son's teacher, she said, no, no, this is because I apologize for taking him out of school. She says, no, they learn so much when they're there. They always come back and tell me all this great stuff. I'm like, good. <laughs> That's exactly why we're going. <laughs> right, right. All right, I'll take the next one. I'm going to say that I don't know if they're still doing this one, but I think they are. So I'm going to throw it in. 
It's the Lion King scavenger hunt that happens over in the Africa section. And basically what it is, it's kind of like how Epcot has their, um, you know, maps that you can buy and you complete the scavenger hunt. You find all the different characters or whatever character they're doing for that festival. For this one, there's like, I don't know, eight to 12 Lion King characters that you're searching for around Africa. And as you find them, you can use your little map with the stickers on that you buy at the gift shop for $5. You place the stickers on. And then when you're finished with the map, you turn it in for a prize. And I'm going to give a little pro tip here for the grownups. There is the Tamu Tamu refreshment station nearby where you can do a Dole Whip float that has watermelon, strawberry, and coconut flavored syrup and coconut rum on it. You can snag one of those and walk around and enjoy your drink while your kids do the scavenger hunt. So I recommend that. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys, a perfect afternoon. Have you done the scavenger hunt here or the one at Epcot that they do for the festivals? Have your kids done those? Mine have not. We've done the Remy one um, during food and wine. And actually we have seen the characters for the lion king at animal kingdom but i don't think at the time we realized that it was a scavenger hunt <laughs> we just thought it was cool to see the characters i like it just because it's a nice way to slow down and the kids are still being entertained but you don't have to like you know run from thing to thing so it's kind of relaxing i think yeah. we'll have to do that next time we go all right, so my next one, and again, it's not happening right now, but I know it will be back, um, the drum show in Pandora. So this is in the kind of the center of the Pandora area. It, it's an interactive show. So they have touch sensitive drums and other areas that you can tap on, they'll make noise. And then when the cast members, the performers actually come out, they have other instruments that they're giving to children. And the whole premise is that you were trying to call one of the Ekron or the Banshees over. And the more noise that you can make, the more likely it is that the Banshee will fly over. And so, you know, they, they definitely try to get all of the kids involved. There's dancing, they are professional drummers kind of the style of um like stomp or even the drummers at japan i can't think of what they're called right now um but they they really get the kids going and the people around they get everybody involved and you do get to hear a banshee fly over and it's really neat have i was gonna this? say like no i have never heard of this so does what some, does something actually you fly over well, okay, I don't want to spoil the magic, but no. Um, but there are speakers all around. Okay. It's really fun. I'm surprised you've never heard it because it does get pretty loud. It gets loud. I mean, I've probably been walking because I've seen the drummers on the stage, but I don't know if it was that. Mm. It is it's a fun. lot of fun. Yeah. Sorry. I'm turning in my Animal Kingdom card, guys. <laughs> Well, in your defense, you can't see it right now anyway. So, I mean, exactly. You you'll, you'll get there. <laughs> I'll look for it next time. They'll and be like back. I said, I'm, I'm usually in that area in the morning. So do they do it in the morning? Maybe that's why. Mm. I think the first show is usually like around 11. Yeah. Afternoon time. That might be why I'm missing it. Yeah. 
All right, so I wanted to talk about um, Kilimanjaro Safari, which is one of my favorite rides at Animal Kingdom. We were just talking about it, how we like to ride in the morning time, um, because we've noticed that the animals are a little more active in the morning than in the afternoon, especially during the summer months when it gets really hot. Um, sometimes they're just lying around. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were going to do that? <laughs> it just comes to me, guys. I can't help. Um, one of my favorite hidden Mickeys is on the safari. Do y'all know which one this is around the Flamingo area? No. No. So next time you're there, um, driving by the Flamingo pool, um, the tree that's in the middle of the pond is on an island shaped like a big hidden Mickey. So if you want to, I'm talking about, I'm sure you can Google Flamingo Animal Kingdom Hidden Mickey if you want to spoil it for yourself or you can look for it next time there. Can I also say that riding on like a 20 minute ride where there's like 30 plus animals to look for is just amazing. I think that attraction is the best. I love it. I love it. And it, maybe it may be one of my favorite things to do there um it, it is definitely my 10 year old's favorite attraction at animal kingdom and it may be his favorite attraction in all of disney it's so it, cool that's where i learned about the elephants and the bees they they talk about um rhinos and you know they throw a little shade at uh, poachers because the rhino tusks are the same exact material as our hair and nails and so the kids are learning a lot without really sitting down in school. Yeah. Well, and another thing to add is it's different every time you go. And so are a lot of things about Animal Kingdom because there's, we're going to talk about some of this, but like musicians that are there or animals that are, you know, living and walking around. There's lots of elements that change and move. And so every time you go, it just feels like it's a different experience, which I really love. And I, what I really love about it is that the animals are not controlled. They're mm -hmm. trained through positive reinforcement, but if they don't want to do something, they're not going to do it. Disney's not going to force them to do it. And if an animal gets in the way of the safari ride, take a seat in the queue because <laughs> waiting until the animal moves, they're not going to force it to move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. Okay, so speaking of animals, I'm going to add another kind of animal-related thing that I love about this about Animal Kingdom which is the Maharaja Jungle Trek and if you've never done that before it's located back in the Asia section of Animal Kingdom there are amazing Asian tigers that are located there that are just beautiful and so neat to go look at but there's also things like gibbons a kimono dragon flying fox water buffalo 50 plus species of birds. There's all kinds of things. And it just looks really beautifully themed. Like you're walking through like a section of Asia that's kind of been lost in time. It's really pretty. So that's one of my hidden kind of favorites. And we didn't even stumble on that for so long going to Disney. So I feel like we missed it for a while. What do y'all yeah. think about that? That's true. There are so many like hidden nooks and crannies. Not that the jungle trick is a nook or a cranny. It's pretty big. But there's so many things that you might miss 
your first, your second, or your 10th time visiting. And so you're always discovering new things there. And Rachel and I have within an hour to an hour and a half of us, two of the top 10 zoos in the country. And this Maharaja jungle trek blows them out of the water. Yeah. When I was on it uh, January last year, they actually were providing this bird was building a nest. And so they just kind of kept like throwing materials on the ground and the bird just kept going back. And I mean, you're in the, you're in the uh, aviary. They're, they're free flying, you know, they, they could bump into you if you were in their way. Um, they were, uh, the cast members were obviously keeping us over to the side, but you're right up close with these birds, watching them gather all of the materials and build the nest. And that's just an experience you can't get anywhere else. Well, and that's one thing that I always feel like I'm defending the animal kingdom is from people in Ohio who are like, we have a zoo. We don't need to go there and see that. I'm like, it's totally different than our zoo. The animals are different. The theming is unstoppable. You can't beat it. And then there's all the attractions, musicians, food, you know, shows on top of all of that. So I, it hurts my heart when people skip Animal Kingdom. Well, and when they're, when they're doing these zoo, um, like ranking systems, Disney's never on there because they don't consider it a zoo. Like Animal Kingdom's not on there because it's not considered a zoo. It's, it's a whole, I mean, it is a theme park and you get to have experiences that you can't get at zoos um one of the times that we were doing the jungle track the lion or the tiger had just had a couple cubs and we got to see that mothering is universal (laughs) she was getting rather annoyed with the kids jumping all over her and (laughs) it, it, it was fun to kind of see her lose it for a little bit um but it was closer than I've ever been to any animal at a zoo. And you're like, I feel you sister. Yeah, exactly. It was like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I get it. Like kids, do you see this? Do you see that's what you do to us. (laughs) So kind of along the same lines. um, I like walking around the tree of life. There are 325 animals carved onto the tree. And there's all kinds of different trails that you can get to. Not all of them connect up with each other. So sometimes you're walking back into the oasis or back into Dino Land. But in order to see all 325, you have to go through all these little trails. And along the trails, there's other animals that you don't see on Maharaja Jungle Track or the Gorilla Falls. Um, They have... Oh gosh, I knew, oh, a cuddle. They have a cuddle of otters that are really cute around the tree of life. Um, And if you do want to see, if you want to try to check off all of the animals from the tree of life, there's even animals in the queue for it's tough to be a bug that go almost into the tunnels that lead down there. Mm. I remember one, the number one thing I'm taking away from this episode is that it's called a cuddle of otters. Me too, me too, I was just going to say that. (laughs) That's a fun fact. <laughs> uh, there's a guy on TikTok who I follow and he he talks about the different ways that um, groups of animals are are named and the cuddle of otters just, I mean. It and it makes a, sense because they're so yeah, cuddly. They are. That's up there with the flamingos, which I really like too, which is a flamboyant. <laughs> 
Yeah. I like that one too. Now, <laughs> one of my favorites is a little bit darker. Maleficent will appreciate it, but it's called A Murder of Ravens. Oh. <laughs> Nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Amber, bring us back. Moving We're kind of going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's my turn and I have one more that I wanted to share with everyone. And that was the fun photos that you can take in front of the tree of life. Speaking of the tree of life, if you get your picture taken in front of it, make sure you ask the photographer for a picture with a little extra magic. If you have memory maker, um, we have a really fun one of Kevin poking his head in the side of the frame looking at us. They can also put Simba and Nala on the ground in front of you playing around. So there's some fun extra magic shots that you can take there. There's also another spot if you are walking on the trail from Africa to Asia. There's a little hidden trail off to the right and this leads down to and there's usually a photo pass photographer standing there and you can get a great picture right there because there's no one around and you're really close to the tree or closer than you are out in the main part of the park. And so it makes a really great photo right there. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have Memory Maker, well, in normal times, not right now, after they use their camera, they are happy to take your phone or take your camera and use it if you're not on, if you're not doing Memory Maker. I like, they've had us, it wasn't even a magic shot, but they've had us like put our hands up like it's claws and we're growling mm -hmm. and they, they just do really fun pictures like that. They seem to have more fun than maybe some of the photo pass photographers in front of the castle or in front yep. of the spaceship earth. I agree with that. Yeah, we, we have that Kevin picture too. I love that. <laughs> Okay, can I do a twofer at the end here? Since I know of we're getting course. close to wrapping it up. <laughs> Go for it. I, I think my very favorite thing about this park, aside from the theming, is the musicians and the dancers and the performers. Like, you could be walking and happen upon a sitar player. You could come across Bollywood dancers. There are acrobats in Harambe. So depending on where you're at, you could happen upon some amazing talent and just, you know set up shop there and listen or watch for a little while and be totally enthralled. I love that about this park. And then I also want to throw in Pandora at night is amazing. It's so pretty. It's all lit up in like kind of neon and day glow colors. And it's just super gorgeous. So those are two things I wanted to throw in at the end here. Yeah. Pandora I love at it. Night. And those dancers. Um, can we also mention the tumble monkeys? with the Lion King show. Oh yeah. I, I, oh, I yeah. thought that's what you were talking about, but I was like, I haven't seen them outside of the Lion King show, but yes. Yeah. So you're not going to happen upon them, but <laughs> I love what you got that. And you got that coming back this summer. So that's something to really look forward to. That's right. Yeah. The tumble monkeys are a lot of fun, but yeah, the acrobats and Harambe, they, they do these human pyramids that I, I, I've taken a lot of physics classes and I can't figure out how they're doing it. <laughs> I, I mean, my, I actually have a degree in exercise physiology. So I feel like maybe I need to turn that in because I just can't figure out what their bodies are doing, how they're doing it, but they're so amazing to watch. And they do a lot of um, uh, like crowd involvement. Yes. Like, they, 
Yes. When they get the crowd pumped up about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my last one, I had prepared something and I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to cheat a little bit and make it too. Um, I was going to say that we like looking out for Kevin. Um, Kevin is not a stationary meet and greet. It's not even really a meet and greet, but Kevin will just be walking around. You can usually hear her before you can see her. Um, and you can usually hear the excitement before seeing her (laughs) and, um, grab some tissues if you're inclined, but there's a super sweet video of these three little kids who dressed up like Kevin's babies and she flipped out. She was so proud. She was stomping all over the cast member that was with her, encouraged the little kids to walk around with her. And she was honking and telling everybody, these are my babies. It was so cute. Have you seen that video? I haven't. Maybe we should share it on our Facebook. I think we. I'll find it. Yeah. We can share it on our social. But that sounds adorable. Along the same lines of looking for Kevin, um, we like trying to see which of us can spot Divine first. Um, I don't know if she's out right now. Do either of you know? Let me explain who explain who Divine is in case our listeners don't know. Okay, so Divine is a stilted character who is camouflaged. So she's she's very leafy um, from head to toe. She has stilts so that she can walk almost on, it's like she's walking on four legs. Um, It reminds me of the giraffes that they use for the Lion King Broadway show. And she will stand very still and then move very slightly at an opportune time. And it, it can be really difficult to find her because she blends in so well. And she's usually in the oasis section so as you're walking in and you've got the canopy overhead and all of the trees around you can find her there if you could find her wasn't there a guy on stilts also in pandora was there a am i making this up i don't know i thought i saw someone there on stilts they did the mech you know how they wear those like mech suits i don't know what they're technically called they did that for a little while where they were up in that those big suits okay maybe Maybe that's what you're thinking of yeah all right so i would just like to point out that we went through this entire episode rachel you will definitely need to uh, point your clients in this direction we went (laughs) this entire episode without mentioning expedition everest I only mentioned that we were not going to mention Flight of Passage, and uh, <laughs> we didn't talk about the Pineapple Olympia. So there's so much to do at Animal Kingdom. Please do not skip out on this park. And I, I will say that I have mildly enjoyed the fact that Hollywood Studios has taken over because it leaves Animal Kingdom with a little more room to breathe. Because after Pandora, it was impossible to move around for a while. Yeah. So it's nice to catch a break. Yeah. That park, like you said, too, in the beginning, it's large geographically. So it doesn't feel so, you know, tight when you're there with maybe more people. Someone in a local Facebook page this week posted, does anyone know where I can find Lumpia? And I commented in Animal Kingdom next to Satuli Canteen. (laughs) Wrong group. (laughs) But right answer. That is the right answer. All right. So last week we asked um, 
the in living with the land, the fresh produce grown is served at which two Epcot restaurants. Um, the restaurants are Garden Grill and Sunshine Seasons and Autumn guessed correctly. So shout out to Autumn. Yay. Yay, Autumn. For this week, the peak of Expedition Everest is the highest of the Disney World mountains, and it tops out at 199.5 feet for a very specific reason. Do you know what that reason is? Oh. Okay. Hmm. Did y'all know this? Definitely not. I think I did. I don't remember where I learned it, and I think that... Um, I think that the Tower of Terror is the same exact height for the same exact reason, but oh, mm-hmm. you'll have to That's... tune in next week to find out the reason. I thought Cinderella's Castle was too. No, it, Cinderella's Castle is 178 feet, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And, and it's the reason I remember that is because Sleeping Beauty Castle is like 77. Like it, it, it's considerably smaller. Please mm-hmm. go on Jeopardy, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I know every, every trivia week, I'm like, don't know it, don't know it. But, you, but Stephanie, you know it, so always impressive. <laughs> I can't because R.I.P. Alex Trebek. I couldn't do it. Stephanie will not only know the answer, but she will give you like 15 related <laughs> and send you a website to explore more on your own. But I can't tell you why I just walked into the room. And I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and give props because we're going to be doing some fun Animal Kingdom facts this week on social media. And Stephanie provided those. So I'm going to give props right now where credit's due. There we go. I, it's, I, what can I say? It's Animal Kingdom for me all the way. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. We are happy to be your one-stop shop for talking tips for Disney, Universal, and beyond. Please join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Amber, Rachel, and Stephanie are travel professionals with Main Street and More Travel, a no-fee Disney earmarked agency. Please reach out to us on Facebook for a free quote. Please rate, review, and tell your friends, and we'll see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah.